So a lot of what retreat is about is uh, formal retreat anyways finding an authentic container for one's karmic stuff all the residues and you know, things that get revealed in the internal domain so these are these are just you know not necessarily even things you've done but things you've been affected by and participated in and all the sometimes all the confused ways in which one's tried to manage that or block it or shove it away or deal with it or some not really knowing how to process things like loss uh, confusion um, being you know the unfortunate things that happen to human beings um, you know bullying and loss and shame and exclusion really one kind or another which is what it boils down to separation from that which is loved or that which welcomes you know you feel comfortable with and being cut off from that we're very prone to that uh, vulnerable to that experience and uh, fear and anxiety around losing that you know that sense of a, a warm container for our for our presence and naturally we tend to seek that in each other and we do the best we can doesn't always work of course <laughs> but a lot of that's human life a lot of that is about that you know help help me to hold my stuff um, you know and of course theistic religions we ask God to do it um, for us and you know maybe that's uh, just that very act of is some kind of acknowledgement you know of opening to some greater power but it's a bit of a hit and a miss affair whether God shows up or not it seems rather more <laughs> kind of wizened Buddhists <laughs> slightly more trail weary thing I better waiting for this waiting for him to turn up. I think I better go on with it myself. <laughs> yeah. But of course the what what we imagine ourselves to be can't do it because our, our, our apparent self is, is part of the problem. <laughs> you know, that apparent self is part of the content, isn't it? This kind of orbiting voice or orbiting energy that you know wants and holds and resists and struggles and flounders. That's part of it. That's not going to do it because <laughs> yeah. it is part of the content. And with a bit of practice, you begin. To, yeah, that you know, is that right? You can be aware of yourself, can't you? You don't like it very much, generally. actually do some introspection I don't think I've ever anybody said it's so wonderful having a self view you know happening my loyal guide is generally confused <laughs> you know complaining restless jittering around and often critical well you can be aware of it can't you but the thing is you don't like it very much uh, and maybe that uh, you know that means we're not actually suitable container the, the container sounds like I'm trying to imprison something or something holding it yeah, so when we're holding it with with pre, with a mind with a, tainted with liking or disliking it well that's not a suitable container because that adds more bias you know, that adds more movement doesn't it if we like something we come on come on come on more 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 dislike it go 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 so that's adding more 
reverberation and more energy into the mix. So it sounds funny, but it sounds like you actually want a kind of container that doesn't, you know, care. <laughs> In that sense, it doesn't interfere, and yet it's there. You know, right? You don't want something that likes or dislikes. You know? And so, so the kind of the sympathy, the empathy, containers empathy, empathic. And it just, oh, it's like this. And uh, it's just, it's just that. It's just that sense of it's like this. Not, oh, it's like this in a dismissive way, but it's like this in a kind of lingering, holding way. So, holding, what that means is not so much trapping, so much as staying with, without additional reaction. Staying with, without additional comment, response, without additional reaction without additional you know just staying within in that sense lingering lingering with so it's got a a lingering which is a property of mindfulness staying with but um, lingering sensing and as I uh, mentioned earlier might have not landed anywhere for you in the early days of just uh, so <laughs> the senses kind of primary senses is placing that's that and then lingering oh, it feels like I don't you need to have any words for it but you're, you're taking time to linger and receive something without adjusting it or tweaking it, or analysing it. So that that's that's the hand of, of mindfulness, the hand that just holds it, places it, holds it, lingering. And that's really helpful because what you notice about the content is it's generally pretty mobile. And there's a lot of reactivity going on in it. Sometimes the reactions are so quick you don't even notice it's a reaction, you're just suddenly you're somewhere else. You experience something and then the next thought happens. And you one thought the next thought happens. And you don't you know, and then you're trying to something's already moving around in it or sinking in it. So the ability to, to linger, lingering has a steadying quality to it. And so as we linger you know, over a, a, a mood or a piece of story or a narrative or an impression that's going on. You know, what, what, what's really, what's really the, the heart of this? What's the point of this? What's the actual issue in this? Mm. Is that getting to the point? Mm. So sometimes, you know, if you're getting these stories going on in your mind that's actually that's um, I say it's good but it's it's relatively manageable because you hear these stories I'm supposed to do this I'm supposed to do that and it is okay what's what's the overall impression of that it's oh well it's something do you like it no Okay, we'll call it unpleasant then. Yeah, unpleasant. All right. And how how, how do you feel about unpleasant feeling? Well, well, don't like it. Yeah. So, and what is not? How does what is the not liking? What's that experience? It's a sort of oh, straining. Can we just linger on that? Relax a little bit. Yeah. And then we might say, okay, then, then now again, what's happening? We, you stop or you begin to break the habit of instantly objecting <laughs> to what's going on. 
or disapproving of it. Just, and then, okay. So what's really the bit here? Oh, feeling lost, confused, unsettled. Oh, that's so. And what, what does that need? It needs... Well, so once you say feels lost, unsettled, oh, a little bit of emotion comes up. You know, oh, feel an emotion comes up. Linger with that. And let your body hold the emotion or carry or cradle, if you like, the emotion. Oh... Oh, yes. It settles. The body will deal with it. The embodied field will deal with it. It deals with, when you actually really expose the emotion behind the thought, then your, your embodied presence will hold it, handle it, and let it. And it, that process, it will, things will work themselves out one way or another settling so with thinking is, is you want to just go to the emotional tone of it and first of all your preliminary work is uh, acknowledging one doesn't like it very much and not enjoying it so what's that pushing resisting trying to make things work trying to get over it you know Wondering if I ever get over it. So sick of listening to my stupid mind going on and on and on. Okay, just really let it, you know, bring it up. How is that? How is that? Impatient, fed up, tired. Okay. Again, same process. So wherever wherever you can catch it, it's always stuff comes to the surface you deal with the surface level of it first level is wishing I could be something else now in reality of course in reality whatever's present is present and nothing has any more right to be than anything else you know everything is present present you're aware it's all present right it's all presenting itself anything from a hot shower a lump of toast uh, complaining mind it's all there it is (laughs) not one piece is more important than anything else it's all just there it is right yeah and so you know there it is and so none of it so actually what you're trying to distill from that is the Something that's always there, but you don't necessarily bring, are conscious of it. You're aware of it, of course, otherwise you wouldn't be experiencing it, but you're not conscious of it. And you don't really start to get it and relate to it. And, hmm. yeah. and when you're conscious of it, then you get the, the felt the, the feeling, the feeling, pleasant, unpleasant. You get the feeling of what you're, what you're with, pleasant or unpleasant. So the feeling is just a, not the feeling is not the same as emotion. So the feeling is purely the quality of tone of pleasure or displeasure or neutrality that we experience. So that's that's sort of the entry to to um, to investigation. In the, there's a sutta where the Buddha says all all everything that arises arises out of some kind of mo- desire, motivation, some in, in getting interested, chanda. Mm. It starts to crystallize with attention. Yeah. It kind of starts to really um, emerge with contact, and its contact is the is the moment something touches. 
So we're attentive to it, and then as we attend to something, you get the hit. It's not or the touch, contact. Right. With contact, feeling happens, some degree of pleasure or displeasure. And it says all dhammas converge upon feeling. All dhammas converge upon feeling. It's anything that's pertinent, you know, that's come into your conscious conscious awareness, you know, it all going to come through one door <laughs> called feeling. <laughs> right? So, whether it's a fantastically wise thought, or a shopping list, or a pain in your foot, or, you know, what you think about somebody else's socks or something, it, it all comes through that one door. <laughs> You like it or you don't like it. <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> pleasure or displeasure. Uh, pleasant feeling. When it's pleasant feeling, we say, oh, more of that. Unpleasant feeling, no, no, no. And, um, you know, but then the very sense of being, you know, constantly contacted with things can itself be disagreeable like I like just some you know space empty clear clean you know that person's socks are really getting at me uh, I, I wish you'd take them off I don't, you know, I don't or, you know I don't like orange socks or something like that you know, and then that becomes a real focus so you know as you know you can get these obsessive things where something contact point you know has become a focal point so Every time she walks in, there's those orange socks again. <laughs> retreat around this person's socks, or <laughs> so. Wow, where did that one? You know, suddenly <laughs> I came here for awakening, and it's like obsessed with. But the sense is okay. Well, if that's what that's what's going for you, there's your door. <laughs> it's the one that touches you. So okay, this, how does this door open? So you say okay, unpleasant feeling. We work on that sense of shouldn't be here. It's bothering me. You know, get rid of it. Don't think. Forget about it. Doesn't really matter. And then why is it? Why is it just unpleasant? And being with that, until the sense of the resistance or the agitation lingering. Mm. So this process, and then the Buddha says all these converge upon feeling and mindfulness um, exerts authority over them. (laughs) He says, okay, stop proliferating <laughs> stay with that uh, stay with that and, and then explore investigate that wisdom um, uh, you know masters them or you, know, you begin to penetrate a sense of being affected uh, and the, the, the sense of the person being affected and wanting to be something other than that Splitting off from experience, and you know, the, the the strange um, process is that we experience irritation, or we experience sadness, or we experience happiness, or whatever. And um, these 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 um, emotions, which are actually a process of a, of a feeling and a perception, beginning to trigger what's called a sankara which is a certain sort of reaction you know where the energy runs it starts volition it starts acting the, the blend of these is called emotion it arises from the internal domain you get perception that's that or feeling and then perception oh it's one of those and then why do I have to be with this kind of thing Ooh, really annoys me you know or what does she think she's doing? So you get this emotional surge 
volition. So so we come back to that experience, and then of course I shouldn't be so reactive. No, 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 just there's the reaction, perception, and the feeling. Feeling is like this, unpleasant. Perception, that's what makes the perception so powerful, is the disliking it. I remember most of a lot of my time in monasteries has been about listening to buildings being built around me when I'm trying to meditate. you know, amongst other things, you, see, you know, spin dryers whirring around when I'm trying to meditate. And alarm bells going off when I'm trying to meditate. <laughs> Fire alarms going off. When somebody's left a bleeper on their phone when I'm trying to meditate. You know, person seems to come crashing in, decide they need to breathe heavily when I'm trying to meditate. <laughs> and of course, people are always banging building sites when I'm trying to meditate. You know, amazing number of things were designed to stop me meditating. <laughs> and, uh, one, of the, one of the really strong ones is sound, because sound goes is very sound goes straight to the heart. It's exceptionally emotionally significant. So when you're sitting next to your little where you're dwelling, is like ten meters away from a building site, right? This is kind of the Sounds are just kind of so abrasive when people are using stone saws. You know, you're cutting stone with a saw, and it's the sound of it is just so abrasive. And um, and then banging with a massive hammer, smashing and banging. You know, <laughs> feeling. <laughs> and uh, okay, and you do the do the thing like hearing, hearing, listening, hearing, hearing. Well, you know, that lasts for a while. <laughs> it's true, it's hearing hearing, but that doesn't seem to quite cut it. Uh, and then you know, as you as you as one sitting there, you think, oh, I have to do it this time of day. And then oh, look, I've been doing, I've been, you know, I don't ever get a break. I've been practicing being a monk for 35 years. You know, I should get some peace and quiet, surely. Um, you know, is it so much to ask for? And so on. I can't meditate here. And then you know, almost thinking like they're deliberately doing it, <laughs> so you project around all this stuff. And you just have to be with all that, uh, and uh, and the the right, the indignation. This is not right. This is not proper. And so forth. All this stuff. These are the emotional the sankharas. And wait a minute. Get back to very simply. Don't like. Okay, that's you know, so just go. You do this. In, what's called getting to the point. You only saw manisikara, directed attention. Fundamentally, it's a sense in the heart of something just scratching. You know, like an arrow, or not just an arrow, but something kind of turning a screw in your heart, kind of grinding it away. Jeez. The quality of the, the feeling, and then, and then something kind of really trying to resist it, and just getting then so getting to that point, the feeling, the direct feeling of it, and more lingering in that the the sankara of it shouldn't be this way, and how dare they, and that break that dissolves. And you're just left with a sense of the heart being, you know, pierced with unpleasant feeling. And the, the, the story disappears because you focused on that. And then, um, and then <laughs> you're holding it in the body and giving and then abandoning, you know. So it's like you. You abandon, 
Abandoning is not the same as getting rid of, it's just soften around that feeling. So you let the feeling penetrate. And you abandon the desire to get rid of it. Uh, and um, what happens, well, what I've noticed happens is in that process, the person who's ex- who, the person who's being, you know, irritated, they disappear. The person disappears. The person who has been practicing meditation for 30 years and they 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 disappear. They, that that construction melts away. Yeah. And then the contraction in the body begins to melt away. Yeah, and there's just the heart. And the heart opens. And the feeling drops. It's very difficult to say. But uh, without getting rid of it, the feeling doesn't do what it did because the heart has opened. And... Uh, I can only explain it, you know, like, like in slightly poetic terms. Mm. So you can imagine, say, something that's really solid, when you stick an arrow in it, it will stay there. Something that's like a cloud, the arrow doesn't stick. Uh, and the, the cloud is just an image. so. The heart can be held very tight with defense and all that, you know, held very tight, trying to manage these energies that move through it. And then, so with with practice, when you actually say, heart doesn't have to hold it, the embodiment will hold it, heart can just, you know, open, release, and it's, it's as if it's got a, almost like a substance, that which can feel so bruised and tight and constricted becomes sort of like, almost like a mist, you know, quite soft, and the, you know, the, the feeling is just the vibration, vibration, it doesn't have that power to push because there's nothing for it to push when you contemplate feeling you know directly because there's going to be you know whatever you do there's only three kinds of feeling painful pleasant neutral so you can recognize statistically 30% 33% is going to be painful or unpleasant or at least not what you want I think that's actually modest. To me, it's generally about 75%. <laughs> or maybe that's a bit much. But it seems quite a lot of it. That's the stuff I really notice anyway. <laughs> so that's part of it. It's like, okay, that happened, you know. That was nice, and then she went away. Okay. That's not heartbreaking, but that's not agreeable. I can't say I enjoyed that. <laughs> you know, the, the disappearing of the pleasant thing was, yeah, I can manage it, but well, that was disagreeable. <laughs> you know, a physical body, a lot of it's pretty disagreeable, really. <laughs> I can, you know, I'm not complaining about it, but it's heavy. It's kind of heavy, and you lunk it around. And it sits down, and a little while later it starts complaining. <laughs> it does it a lot. <laughs> so naturally, most of the, you're just trying to get out of it most of the time by reading something, or drinking something, or thinking something, or... The reflex is so embedded we don't even notice it. 
saying you have to sit there like a rock and endure incredible pain but just even notice it psychologically you know the, men, the amount of unfinished bits and pieces there are in the mind that it's got like that isn't finished that you've got to do um, a bit of a problem with them yeah okay I'm concerned about whether that's going to happen or not is that experience something you really look, do you really like that experience of your mind <laughs> Is it something you find it really great, or is it something you think it'd be nice if it was sort of just, you know, gently joyful and contented? <laughs> and how often does that happen? <laughs> yeah. And then once you start to, uh, you know, cultivate restraint of the senses, which is the main thing, sense restraint, then it really starts to not getting my way. That is serious business. <laughs> Not getting my way uh, is, uh, you know, mm, traffic. Get out of the way, you know. Uh, 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 it's unpleasant. And most of the time we say, okay, it'll pass. But if you ask yourself, this experience you're having. You know, is it something you'd like to have more of or less of? Would you think, oh, yeah, if that passed, that would really be okay? And if it's like that, that means it's disagreeable. <laughs> and that happens all the time, you know. So we might have fluctuations of disagreeable, agreeable, okay, neutral, slightly disagreeable, really disagreeable, and pleasant, okay, <laughs> so like that. So there's got to be room for that, um, and because it's so crucial, the quality of feeling, it's so the the the, the exposed nerve, and most of it's mental. In you know, bodily feeling, we can generally overcome with something or the other. Mental feeling, there's no way you can't wriggle out of it, right? You know. Bodily feeling, you can rub it or massage it, you stretch it, oh, it's better. You try and do that with mental feeling. <laughs> and so then everything that is mentally touched has got some feeling to it. And then if you notice, that, what does it do? What is, it has a push to it, doesn't it? You know, it's an energy feeling it's an energy like a nerve energy of pushing right you get that pleasant feeling pulls unpleasant feeling pushes actually that's all it is really something pushing to get away it's built in you know to get to you know part of nature um, and then it's also becoming uh, every mental form has got some feeling associated with it. And they're all just like pushes and pulls, pushes and pulls, you know, fluctuations. That's what keeps it so lively. Now, if we actually just contemplate the quality of feeling without blaming anyone or anything or yourself, you know, it's like that and there's an opening to it because feeling is something if you're alive you feel you can't you know there's nothing you can do about it if you're alive you feel as feeling happens but but uh, the heart can be developed to the point where it's so open that feeling does not adhere to it. It's like it pushes and there's nothing there. It pushes and 
it pulls and can't pull it, can't push it. This is this sense of the of how do we cultivate that? Uh, well, you know, you contemplate feeling as this pushing, pulling energy, and you settle present awareness onto it. <laughs> you hold it in the heart, and you hold your heart in the body, and you settle awareness onto it and spread awareness over it and and that causes the heart to open and the feeling then drops drops out or no longer causes this Contraction, where all the agitation starts move, getting going. There's no agitation. Okay, so what's being provided in that little model is that awareness, that which is, which we is somewhat quite fundamental. We're both conscious, I'm aware of this. There is awareness of this. And awareness, instead of, you know, um, withdrawing from it, actually moves towards it with no motivation to change it, understand it, analyze it. So awareness becomes presence, a deep presence and it's as if that the heart which has been so confused trying to find somewhere to be and something to have for lifetimes, who knows suddenly finds that's where I want to be <laughs> I want to be in, in awareness uh, oh it's like Parents come home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the heart. Yeah. I mean, knows. Knows presence. And uh, well, it's like, uh, you know, if you look at it very metaphorically or use an image, you know, when you're struggling and then somebody comes along and says, oh, how are you doing? You know, and then suddenly puts a hand on your shoulder or something. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, it didn't need to have anything understood, just needed con a contact that was em empathic, that does nothing, but makes contact without adding, should, shouldn't, change this, making this. So making con awareness then becomes the it makes contact with the heart and um, you know that that's kind of what we've been looking for well not personally but that's what the heart the chit has been looking for you know it's, it's sort of it's drifted away that drifting away from awareness is called ignorance that splitting off from awareness is called ignorance right? so an ignorance as you recognize is the the fundamental, right? avidya, it's called avidya, and then what comes out is sankara, avidya pachaya sankara. So, out of that sense of the splitting or the loss of, you know, conscious awareness, so you're really sensing living in it. It's not some kind of, you know, some some witnessing. It's actually living in that. When that's lost, the heart then sankara, suddenly it's activations and the fundamental one is craving get me, help me find something, become something you know, avoid something you know, it's, it's the, the craving energy starts and craving is not a conscious decision it's a reflex, it's literally the word is thirst tanha you don't decide, oh, I'll get thirsty today <laughs> 
you can't blame yourself for feeling thirsty. <laughs> it's just that's 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 the condition that arises with ignorance when there's that loss of full conscious awareness. Then there's a sense of heart jitters desperate. It starts reaching out. Sense world, you know, thoughts, places, situations, ideas, somewhere to go, you know. And it's all the, the sankara, the craving, starts and craving, thirst, um, is one of those impossible, um, impossible. Because thirst is always for something that isn't here. <laughs> right? for something that isn't here so it keeps creating a something that isn't here <laughs> right you know so I wanted a motorbike because I didn't have one I got one alone oh, no longer craved it so that some of the glow disappeared I got my motorbike oh, so what <laughs> so then I did something else. I got one of those. Well, I'll get one of those. Yeah, that'd be great. Got it. Okay. Suddenly it became ordinary again. The glow disappeared. Because that, that's what craving paints things. <laughs> it paints, it paints, you know, consummation of joy in something or the other. If I could only be this, I would, everything would be fine. If only I could sort of, you know, I've done that now. Maybe I need to go on a, you know, perhaps a canoe up the Amazon playing a banjo. That would make me feel happy. <laughs> Anything, you know, I've never done that before. Maybe that was just a really great experience. But then once you've done it, so what? <laughs> so then you get this other thing like, I'm fed up with all this um, craving to not exist. I'm sick of this sangsara stuff. Get me out of here. You know, craving to not exist, and that doesn't do it either. <laughs> you know, it doesn't do it. It's still the same act- activation. So you say, you know, things are present. Things are present. They're present. You know, so when they're present, you have to be present with them, fully consciously present with them. And they have this. They have the, the riddle is the feeling that seems to stand in our way. So actually that's the point when we settle, distill, distill down to that level of feeling and then spreading over it, our opens, accepting the presence of unpleasant feeling. Yeah, the Buddha said, you know, this is of course the essence of the Four Noble Truths, which he said, you know, if the, such a, a conundrum that, that uh, the sense of dukkha could be a liberator, <laughs> stress and suffering could be a, a source of liberation. Because it does kind of push the quality of feeling right at us, and then when we understand this is something that has to be fully open to, until as you open to it, the struggling self begins to disappear, and the heart moves, opens out of self-view. Such a so it's it's a the Buddha said this kind of thing. He says if somebody wants to make you an offer, and they said okay, what's going to happen is they're going to in the morning they stick a hundred spears in you, and the afternoon they stick another hundred spears in you. In the evening, guess what? <laughs> this is going to happen every day <laughs> for a hundred years. At the end of which you'll realise the meaning of the four noble truths. Suddenly makes that, you that offer, shake their hand, it's worth it. <laughs> uh, 
said, what are these hundred spears? He said, uh, consciousness. Because, <laughs> you know, in the morning, sight, touch, sound, and feeling, it comes into you, jang, jang, jang. Yeah. In the afternoon, sound, sight, touch, thought comes into you, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> And of course, you know, most of us are kind of enough to, you know, if you really get the sense of it and sensitivity to it, there's a possibility to release the heart from the tactics of self, which is always about covering, diverting, substituting, you know, or distracting, feeling can then pass through. And it, it asks us, it asks us to train whereby awareness becomes such a, a potent presence that your attention begins to keep that in mind, keeping awareness, keeping presence in mind. And everything occurs within the the container of presence, container of awareness, everything. Do you know that container? And why why I'm suggesting you practice these embodied senses because it makes it something that's much more palpable. You can really feel them. And this, of course, the Buddha said, you know, when you cultivate mindfulness of the, immersed in the body, <coughs> use the image, imagine you have a, a stake or a post, and you drive it into the ground, <coughs> so it's firmly established, and you have six animals tethered to that post, and these similarly for, the, for seeing, hearing, Tasting, smelling, touching, and thinking. You see, so those six animals are tied to that post. They try; they, they can't get away. So he says, after a while, they'll, they'll relax. And he said, I use this as a simile for mindfulness of immersed in the body, <coughs> of which we might say, well, if the sense of touch is one of the animals, right? Which we associate with the body. So what's mind, What's the kind of bodily aspect that's not touch? Because touch is one of the animals that pulls us out or pushes us away, you know, unpleasant feeling, because it has feeling in it. So what part of the body is not one of these animals that pushes and pulls? What kind of bodily experience is not something that is assailed by contact and feeling. Right? So it's inner, the inner body. And within that inner body there's a core presence which is quite open and empty. So you don't notice it because you can't feel it. But when it when it's you fully you know steadying, what occurs is that that the rest of your body knows it. <laughs> you know, so it's that quiet, calm, open centre, and it's centred. It's rather like balance. You know why the balance is such a useful thing because you, you don't sense balance. You sense how the tissues are held in balance, right? The quality of balance itself is there's no particular feeling to it. But you notice this is where the pressure on that side and the pressure on that side are about the same. So there's no no stressing, they're held evenly. Right? So when they're held evenly, the pressure on this side and the pressure on that side are no longer 
swinging and swaying held evenly you begin to sense this quiet balance where's that? and the quality of the quiet balance is light open you sense that? This is just funny, kind of fairly manageable <laughs> access to that, what I'm talking about. It's not in the flesh, it's in, you could say it's in the nervous system if you like. It's a nervous signal, it's the base core presence. And uh, resting, finding that. That's the piece we say, in all this, in all this, what's okay? What's that slender sense of okayness? Sensing that, which is on the balance, being conscious of that, the imbalances start to settle. And the heart opens because it's found the place of liberation. As it's uh, said, uh, the cultivator touches the deathless in their body. Mm. Interesting, isn't it? Touches, they touch the deathless. Not they don't know it, but they touch it touch the deathless in their body so take this for your consideration yeah or you might not like to but do it anyway <laughs>